I'm in Galway in Salt Hill and I'm looking back down Galway Bay towards Galway City and I'm at the end of the promenade and I'm hunkered down behind a wall here at the end of the promenade to get in out of the wind coming off the Atlantic and I'm here because of one local mystery. I had a a notion, I was curious about a a local tradition here and I wanted to find out about it. But actually, while I've been here, I've been thinking about a second local mystery and I'll tell you about that in a moment. The first local mystery relates to the wall that I'm hunkered down behind. When people walk the promenade in Salt Hill in Galway, once they get to the end of the promenade where this wall is, they kick it. They just walk up and kick the wall and several people have been doing it since I've been here. And I'd heard about that and I was curious. Why do people do this? Why do they kick the wall in Salt Hill? That's what we do. That's the tradition. For any reason why it's... No, no, it's just a tradition that we always kick the wall. You ready? Give it a good kick. Good girl. I wonder why people kick the wall. It's a Galway tradition. But no other reason? No, just just one of the things we do. That's the only reason I know of. So that's one local mystery, unsolved. The other local mystery was, while I'd been here, I was thinking about another kicker in Salt Hill. And about 30 or 40 years ago, I seem to remember, and I don't know whether it's true or not, that there was an entry in the Guinness Book of Records for somebody from Salt Hill who was brilliant at kicking a soccer ball, who had fantastic soccer skills, was able to keep a ball up off the ground for an incredible period of time. And I've gone online... And I cannot find any reference anywhere to somebody from Salt Hill with soccer skills being an entry into the Guinness Book of Records. And the reason this is significant is because nowadays the Guinness Book of Records, there's all sorts of entries from Ireland. You know, the most people dressed as leprechauns, the most people dressed as Where's Wally. But 30 or 40 years ago, there were very, very few entries from Ireland in the Guinness Book of Records. So as soon as you got it, you looked up Ireland. And I remember coming across this guy from Salt Hill who was brilliant with soccer skills but because I can't find it online I'm assuming I imagined it and that the guy does not exist I do exist and my name is Adrian Walsh Adrian Walsh Mr Ball Control is 68 years of age what are you thinking about when you're doing it? I'm focusing on that he's still juggling soccer balls Keepy-uppies, as it's also known. Keeping a soccer ball up off the ground by kicking it from foot to foot, onto the knees, onto your head, holding it behind your neck, and so on. Lots of players do this. They do it down on the ground here, and it's very close to the ground, that is. But it's, it's awful close to the ground. But if you're up here, keep it up. You can react to it, you know? So you're, you're tipping it off your knees? Yeah. Adrian lives in a council flat in Galway City and the first thing you see as you go in the door is a large framed black and white photograph of Adrian with one of his heroes Highlight of my life I'd say when I met my idol Brazilian footballer Pelé and I, I just finished an exhibition and Pelé came onto the pitch It's my first meeting with Pelé first of five Elsewhere are other photos of Adrian with other soccer legends Franz Beckenbauer with Ray Clements and Johan Cruyff Puskas' birthday 80th birthday in, in Hungary George Best Ozzy Ardiles Phil Neal the Liverpool captain 
Adrian was born in Cork and his family emigrated to Luton in England when he was nine. I jumped out of the train trying to get back, but they got me back on the train and I didn't get back to Ireland until I was about 19. He may not have come back until he was 19, but the rest of his life here, especially his 30s, has been exciting, frightening and frustrating. He's been a minor celebrity, ended up in court and is a campaigner for a certain soccer technique. In his teens, Adrian trained as a printer and his passion was soccer. And we beat the, the Watford side 3-1. I scored from about 45 yards. When he was 18, he was offered a job as a professional footballer and rushed home to get his father's permission. And there was no way he was going to sign the release. Not at all. I was pretty disgusted. I was really upset for maybe six months. I couldn't, you know, couldn't forgive my father for this. At 19, Adrian came back to Ireland on a visit and stayed. And people said it was a holiday bug, but it wasn't. He fell in love with Galway and fell in love in Galway. He settled in the city and started to work for himself. You've got to get used to the balls you're working with. Do you bring your own footballs with you? I always bring a pair of them. At first, you see absolutely no connection between ball juggling and Adrian's job until you hear him talking about one of his soccer balls. These, I'll have to complain to Adidas about these, because I took them to America, you see, and I let them down, I was just travelling, and when I brought them back up, and these are pure leather footballs. These were 130 euros each. The leather is creased. When I let the balls down, the air of them, and then blew them back up, this shouldn't be happening. Adrian is an upholsterer, and he worked for himself. Recovering couches, all kinds of furniture, and doing cars. So a lot of the garages used to bring repair work to me and we did motorbike seats, everything like that. So it was a very interesting job because no two jobs are the same. In Galway, he still played soccer for Galway United Reserve. The people would come in and somebody, they'd stand talking about soccer. <laughs> then we'd finally get on to whether I was doing a couch or an armchair or whatever job I was doing, you know. So it was amazing. Or if I'd do calls around the house to give estimates, you know, that I'd get in the house and we wouldn't get to the couch for quite a while. And then we get kids to do, get kids to, to do this. Once I've got them, I put the ball in the back of their neck and get them in the position. In his own time, Adrian started to specialise in ball control, that, soccer tricks. And I'd get them to try and throw the ball up, see, like that. So you're, you're bent down and you have the ball sitting on the back of your neck and you have yeah, your and arms you outstretched. Down, you teach them how to get down on one knee and then slide the second knee back and then keep your arms, arms bent and go down and keep your head up because the ball will roll over your head and touch, and then press-ups. The <laughs> you ball. do press-ups with the ball on the back of your neck. Yes, right, yeah. So you knit the tricks together for them. And one evening he was practising these on a pitch in Salt Hill. And somebody came along. It was a cousin of mine said, you know, you should try to see, is there a record for that to go into the Guinness Book? Which we did. And the next thing is, the Galway FA secretary here, Michael Geary, he came out to Salt Hill to witness it, along with another man who has since died, Tom Higgins. And we just did that off the cuff, right in the corner of the pitch. This one here. The 1978 edition of the Guinness Book of Records. And here it says, Adrian Morse of Galway Island juggled a regulation ball for two hours, three and a half minutes, non-stop at Salt Hill Park, Galway, on March the 22nd, 1977. He hit the ball. 12,104 times with his legs without ever letting the ball touch the ground. 
And then the next thing is I got a phone call from RT and Liam Nolan, Liam Nolan Sports World. And yet in this country, there's a young man from County Galway who has set a quite incredible world record. His name is Adrian Walsh. Came down to Galway with the whole crew. And I'll never forget, he came down, and I think it was a Volkswagen variant, and I couldn't believe it. There was about four guys in it, sound guys and everything, and all the equipment stuffed in as well. And they got me in the car to take me out to a place. So it was like sardines in this car to go out to do this in Salt Hill. So, I mean, why do you do it? You know, if you're on a, if you're on a football field, well, you, you can receive a ball better, you can lay a ball off better. And if you get the, say, a ball coming across in the goal mouth, well, if the ball is an awkward ball, well, a man with ball control can deal with the ball a lot better. He can turn it into a, to his advantage, you know? There's been a lot of talk in this country. And this is the 1979, it's the green cover, Guinness Book of Records, which was done at RT Studios. Yep, OK, here we go. Ball control, Adrian Walsh of Galway Island, juggled a regulation ball, soccer ball for two hours, ten minutes, non-stop at RT Studios, Dublin, on the 17th of June, 1978. He did 13,056 repetitions with feet, legs and head without the ball ever touching the ground. Adrian's next record attempt was the following year, in 1979, in Mallow. This one he very nearly sabotaged himself. After 30 minutes, one of the laces came undone. And we tried to, to do it up, but we couldn't, I knew. So we had to stop and restart, tie the lace and restart again. Adrian Walsh, aged 34, right, juggled his regulation soccer ball for four hours, three minutes, 43 seconds, non-stop. It was in the town park. People came and watched, and then they went away and did their shopping, and they came back, and it was still doing. Still going on. <laughs> Being in the Guinness Book of Records brought in requests for Adrian to demonstrate his skill at football matches. He thought he'd be terrified in front of the crowds, but he wasn't. I think the good thing that helped me was, in, in keeping a ball up, you have to focus. You, for, one, if you, for one second, you can lose the ball. The ball can drop if you're not f focused. So I had to focus very hard and had to, you know, I could hear the crowd there, but you had to lock yourself into that. It's just like meditation. Like yes, it is actually, yes. It's surprising you should say that, because what happened in the last record in Mallow, they took me for a dinner. But when we went to this, to have this meal, I was still away. I just, it was just still like you'd go away and you were coming back, still. So you're like one of these Indian sadhus or one yeah, of these... It just was gone. So intense was the concentration. He got himself an agent and started doing demonstrations all over the world. I had to go sometimes doing six-week tours in the United States. He still has a video of one of his appearances on US TV. I just got under that. In all of his demonstrations and tours, Adrian was pushing one core idea. The main reason why I'm here. He wanted young footballers to learn to kick with both feet. That's why I'm here today to teach people to kick with both feet. 1980 was Adrian's last time to feature in the Guinness Book of Records, but it wasn't his last attempt to get in there. He tried again recently, but between the two times, Adrian has had some personal trials. The photograph is here, I think it is, yeah. He's going through his photo collection again. This was working for Bobby Moore. He's looking at a photo of himself with Bobby Moore. This photograph? England captain for the 1966 World Cup win. In this photograph? What I don't know is that in this photograph, I have the colon cancer that Bobby died of. Oh, I was very angry at the beginning. That how did, why did this happen to me? You know, why, you know, I was training, I was fit and all this kind of thing. Like 1982, cancer was a big deal. Oh, I mean, it's a big yeah. deal now, but it was a big oh, deal then. It was a huge deal then. The treatment for Adrian's cancer was an operation. 
it, I was three weeks in hospital, ended up with a colostomy. And it was successful. When I was coming out, the surgeon said to me when I was walking out, he said, you won't get this again. And he put that into my mind. Adrian wears tracksuit bottoms, runners and a football jersey. And although he's nearly 70, he still exercises. I think that would be my one disappointment, that it could be used more, even today, to help, you know. I know I can remember in the hospital bed when I had that in 1982, and if someone had taken me over to the window and made me look out and seen somebody doing what I was doing and that I'd had this, that would have been worth more than all the tablets in the world. Really? Oh, yeah, it would have been fantastic for me. So you should be down outside the hospital in the sports yes. ground kicking yeah. the ball. So. Well, I, I often offered to go into the to people that had that, you know. His demonstrations and shows have almost ceased, although he did make the news a few years ago for a sort of exhibition outside the courthouse in Galway. This wasn't of the fun kind. With a placard? And I had the judge's uniform on too. I had the judge's uniform. Adrian's marriage had broken up and he was unhappy with the settlement. So that must have been in the papers, was it? Uh-huh. Oh, I had a picture with me. With the, with the whole the thing, all the, with the judge's wig on and everything. And Adrian says the marriage breakup affected another of his soccer ambitions. Well, the museum was going to be in, in Galway, but this all went all fell apart because of the, the marriage thing. The, what we were doing in the museum was incredible. When I met all the players, former grand, all those, and we, they gave me shirts, I have all the shirts. I have all a whole big collection. He's now retired from upholstery work, although he hasn't lost interest in it. Especially if I go into a public house, you know, I'd be, I'd be feeling under the seat to see what, what was it done by staples or what was it, was it folded properly or whatever. <laughs> All through the years, Adrian kept up his association with Galway United Football Club and helped train the team that won the FAI Cup in 1991. He still follows football on the telly and, like any good fan, shouts at the players and commentators, although he's usually shouting about one thing. I cannot understand how people can't kick with both feet. But it's the biggest crime in soccer. And the commentators will often say in the match, oh, he's got it in his wrong foot. So that's an excuse. It's their job and they should be able to kick with both feet. Adrian is now a grandfather. These are the pictures here. Some of my grandchildren there. And is in a new relationship with a Polish woman who has her own grandchildren. And they share an interest in high-quality wildlife photography. Adverset. They have a European adverset, which is exactly the same bird, but it's black and white. And this is the American adverset, which has this orange colour. A few years ago, Adrian decided to have one more shot at getting into the Guinness Book of Records for ball juggling. He trained for 16 months and then headed to California, gathered some witnesses and some counters, including his girlfriend Agnieszka, and started to juggle. He succeeded in beating his original record from 1977. We kept a regulation soccer ball off the ground non-stop for two hours, 14 minutes and 10 seconds. The number of touches totaled 12,000. He sent off the citation to the Guinness Book of Records, but it hasn't been included. The longest Adrian Walsh has kept a ball off the ground is just over four hours. The current record is over 24 hours. Adrian knows he'll never beat that, but he still has one last soccer ambition. He wants to make a movie, an instructional film, Teaching people that you can kick with two feet. <laughs> Kicking with both feet is not something walkers and Salt Hill promenades need to be taught. They'll happily kick the wall at the end with either foot. It's traditional, really. Is it? Yeah. By the way, Adrian, did he ever kick the wall at Salt Hill? Well, I didn't. 